0: Turn your great idea into a great success with the Small Business Resolutions Bundle. Just $5 will get you your own domain name, a powerful website builder, professional email, and search engine optimization to get your top listings on Google. Get started today at www.smallbusinessresolutions.ca. Hurry, this offer ends April 1st. Welcome to Startup Newsweek, your source for news affecting entrepreneurs in Canada. My name is Matt Allen and today is March 15th, 2016. In the news this week, the government of PEI launched a new micro-loan program to support entrepreneurship on the island, and the federal government announced that the Canada Small Business Financing Program will now support small businesses to access $1 million over 15 years. Following International Women's Day last week, Oxfam Canada and the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives reported that women in Canada still make 72% of what men are paid for the same work. They also bear much more of the burden of extra unpaid work. Vancouver-based e-commerce retailer Indochino has raised $42 million from Chinese global apparel manufacturer Diane Group. In a new report from Clark Only half of business owners see e-commerce as important to their profitability, even though 70% spent more than $1 million on their e-commerce site. Startup Newsweek is brought to you by Great Work, helping founders and business owners make more effective decisions. Check out greatwork.io for better decisions.
1: One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today.
0: Entrepreneurship
2: doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers, serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of the Startup Canada podcast show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network, uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. Here on the show is where we fill you in on trends and opportunities and possibilities for your next step as an entrepreneur and where we have conversations about advancing entrepreneurial growth and success in Canada. Today's episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks, your partner in building a financially fit and fundable business. Get 50% off, that's right, 50% off QuickBooks online today by visiting intuit.quickbooks.ca forward slash start right. Do any of our new listeners remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast in the iTunes store. Then visit startupcan.ca to join the network to connect to support mentors, training, funding, space, and to your local startup community. Look, we're just thrilled today to have as our guest Janice McDonald. She's the co-founder of This Space Works and the president of the Ottawa-based social media strategy agency, the Beacon Agency, and she was the co-founder of the now-closed CD Warehouse. Janice is an award-winning serial entrepreneur who has obtained leadership training from Harvard University, and on today's podcast we're going to talk about uh, scaling and closing a national juggernaut like cd warehouse we're going to also talk about social media and marketing entrepreneurship women in leadership and everything in between janice is an advisor of uh, for cornell queen's EMBA program, which is the executive MBA program for those that don't know what that acronym means. And she's an advisor for Sprout School of Business at Carleton University. And to keep going, to top off her impressive resume, Janice has also been a TEDx Canada speaker. She works with international executives on new ventures and manage, managing consulting projects. And if you haven't guessed, a passionate advocate of entrepreneurship. Janice it's just really great to have you today.
3: Thank you. I'm really delighted to join you.
2: How does that feel when somebody talks about you like that, uh, with all that amazing stuff that you've done? How does that make you feel?
3: Well, quite simply, I'll tell you that I know it would make my parents proud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, But here's the other thing. This will make you laugh, Rivers. Um, I've had the good fortune of getting lots of uh, accolades and recognition uh, with some national awards and, um, and you know, all kinds of, of uh, note. But... Here's the simple reality: nothing changes at home. Still, got to, still mom duty still goes on, <laughs> <laughs> that is, right? That
2: is so true. I, it's I,
3: humbling I, and helpful.
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was recently I received the award of business person of the year for the Fredericton Chamber, and you know I got home that night and it was take out the garbage. So it's so true, so true. Look, you've uh, you've been known to quote the old Chinese proverb that says you. You can't help someone up the mountain without getting to the top yourself. You know, talk about that proverb to me. What 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 speaks to you most about it?
3: Well, when I I spoke about that one when I got a national leadership award uh, from Canadian Women in Communications, and it just seemed very apt to me. So uh, I have been a lifelong mentor to. Uh, Particularly women in business and communications, but actually entrepreneurs in general. And uh, this speaks to me because I think that two things happen. So you get the um, pride and pleasure in watching someone else succeed, hopefully from the bits of help you can provide, and maybe you know save them from making at least some of the mistakes that uh, you you know one has made so successfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then also, of course, you know you you join along on that journey and you get the benefits of you know sharing your time and talents and it's very
2: rewarding mm, so cool so cool so tell us a, a little bit more about your background because you mm-hmm. do have a varied background but tell us I, I just finished talking about it but I want to hear from your end about yourself your entrepreneurial journey you just finished talking about being a mom you know how do you yeah. bring that all together <laughs> uh, you know and, sure. and what are you working on today? Sure. Okay. So uh, first I'll tell you what I'm
3: working on today, okay. which is fun. Two two different things that are uh, taking up a lot of my time. Um, so I have a new startup called This Space Works, and that's all around the notion of excess capacity in physical spaces. So essentially, if you have an underutilized space, something beautiful, maybe a boardroom, um, just a cool space, you know, where uh-huh. it, at work, um, you make that available to us and we match innovative brands who are looking for a cool space. And we've had great success with really important brands. Um, You know, big global brands have partnered with us to use the spaces that we make available. Why does it work? And why is it exciting? Because it's around that notion of excess capacity. Mm. It's, you know, using what's already existing. And it's also, though, about collaboration and community. So, um, you know, We've got, let's say, Boston Consulting Group there, one of our clients, um, Uniqlo, a really cool company saying, hey, this is a very modern approach to work. This is the future of work, recognizing that we don't always have to have a permanent place mm. for everybody to be. Um, you know, we can go and move around where the team is and where the team needs to be. So that's kind of fun, um, modern. Yeah, you're a, you're, a, you're a space pimp. <laughs> I like to think we're more match.com for space. <laughs> I love it. Good comeback. <laughs> so, uh, but it's modern and it's yes. interesting and it's fun. And uh, I, my partner is Lee Snellgrove and cool. we're just having a blast with it. And that's been, uh, we've been working at that, bootstrapping it for two years and uh, lots of interest and attention in that company.
2: So yeah, you can expect absolutely. to
3: see, you know, big things from us. So uh, before you leave fun. there,
2: Before you leave there, I got to mm-hmm. ask you, sure. tell us about the... Yeah. What Wildest space that you represented and who took it, if you can tell us that
3: uh, I can't tell you those details because uh, sometimes people don't want to say, you know, okay. you know who you know Fair enough. But, but I will tell you will that there are absolutely beautiful that uh, we are working particularly right now in Ottawa and Toronto, although. the um, we have interest and we're in the midst of rolling out uh, both in other cities in Canada, but also in the U.S. And you'd be amazed at how absolutely beautiful these spaces are and how, um, you know, inspiring space can be. Mm. I'll, give you, I'll give you an example, a broad example. We had an um, innovative brand who said, we need to do a day of innovation with our team. Now, how can we do a day of innovation if everybody takes the same way, you know, whether it's public transit or their car and comes into work at the same time? And, you know, yon, 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 on they go. How can they innovate? (laughs) Right. So what we did was put them in a space, an unusual space, and it was um, in sort of like a brick laden wine cellar um, place that they didn't even know existed. Everyone was a little closer than they might normally sit. And the, the space was different, very different. And of course, they were disrupted the day before as they start to, you know, think about what time do I have to leave? Um, where do I park? How do I get there? How long is it going to take? Um, so frankly, by the time they arrived, were they ready to innovate? <laughs> were they in a different place? You bet. Yeah. And so, right? You can see how that makes sense. Of course, sense. yes. So, yeah, so as, yeah, so as a result, you know, there's one really happy client that says we have to do this regularly Um, because we can't do it in our own space you know John sits beside Bob and you know all of that kind of stuff this way it was like everything's different so that's just one example of how um, you know it's a modern
2: play on space how do you find the how do you find your inventory
3: So a bunch of different ways. We have, you know, now um, we've had lots of um, attention. So people call us Uh and say, okay, just let me understand for a sec. I'm getting (laughs) nothing right now for a space that I'm not using. Uh, Therefore, it's perishable, right? Missed opportunity. And and you're going to match me up with someone who wants to give me money. (laughs) And all I have to do is kind of say, hi, welcome. There's (laughs) your space. Yeah. (laughs) right so uh, so people reach out but of course, hey listen anyone listening that has a fabulous space you know just uh, go on the website thisspaceworks.com and re- you know reach out to us. we'd love to hear from you and across and the country. Course- Across the country, love yeah, it. of course,
2: mm-hmm. love it. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I could, I could spend an hour just talking to you about this space works <laughs> because it is so awesome. I mean, it's so modern. I, I yeah, uh, I, uh, I've lived by a, a simple philosophy of business success, and it's a zag when everybody else zigs, and you are <laughs> definitely zagging on that. Good for you. you. Bet
0: you so, bet. Uh, Thank you. So,
2: this space works is one of the mm-hmm. things you're working on, and the Beacon yep. Agency is the other one.
3: Yeah, so that's really fun. Twin uh, things happening there. So focus on social good and essentially working with innovative brands to make the good they do count. So what does that mean? So basically, think about it this way. There are a lot of great companies doing a lot of great things. Now, if we go back in time, uh, you were expected to do good things. But if you talked about it, it was seen as bragging. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh-huh. well, yeah, you're supposed to <laughs> do good things. Right. But now, you know, there is this expectation that if you're not sharing, that all the good that you are doing, uh, you're not getting the credit. And in fact, you're being thought of as somebody who's not doing anything. So it's really almost a, a, a double hit to your brand. So smart brands are recognizing that they have to capitalize on the good that they're doing. And this really is the way the future is going anyways. You know, um, millennials wanna bring their whole selves to work. They wanna work for companies that have purpose, clearly defined purpose. Um, And where it's interesting as well is there's a lot of um, research that shows we are willing to pay more for goods and services from companies that give back and have purpose. Right. uh. So it's 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 smart, you know, for business it pays to care. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's one of the things we're doing at the Beacon Agency. The other thing that's been and we do leadership training, which is always amazing. And as you mentioned, um, I. You know, I'm involved with the Women's Leadership mm-hmm. Board at Harvard Kennedy School. So uh, I'm there quite regularly. and and, of course, I've had my own training there and at INSEAD, So I'm happy to share those, you know, the latest. Uh, i'll I'll actually be on campus at the uh, at Harvard, on campus at the end of this month, getting the latest insights from fabulous uh, profs like Amy Cuddy whose latest book is Presence and she's the one who also you're probably familiar Rivers she did the whole power posing I don't know you, you remember seeing that yep. she had a great great TED talk and uh, so she's really captivating so kind of the latest you know it's fun to share that with people who don't have the opportunity to go there cool and um, but the other cool thing that we're doing right now is in partnership with Carleton University uh, we are doing a national study on women entrepreneurs and their approach to risk and this this is funded by Bank of Montreal. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And it's important. It's really mm-hmm. important because if you think about it in the simplest sense, if if there is and the study's coming out in the spring, so I won't be able to you know, you have to invite me back to get all the <laughs> all the findings. But Good. but thank you. But here's you know, here's the question around it. If if there are um you know, if we're making uh, wrong assumptions about women entrepreneurs and how they approach risk, perhaps that's impacting their access to capital and their ability to grow and and and. So uh, it was fascinating to talk to uh, you know entrepreneurs from startup all the way to mega successful big huge companies and everything in between between right across the country and get this sense and we didn't just talk to women we talked to male entrepreneurs as well a very very fascinating um, bunch of time that we you know had the good fortune to to spend doing as my colleague Claire Becton and I and uh, it's been remarkable and you know, I think uh, BMO is really to have shown this kind of leadership to recognize that, hey, there's you know, women entrepreneurs is is an interesting and exciting opportunity in Canada, frankly around the world actually. Mm. You know, if we can if we can um, unleash <laughs> unleash them more fully wow you know the whole country wins frankly
2: yeah well correct me if i'm wrong janice i mean all the there's the research that i've read and look i'm not a detailed person but it's been pretty consistent is, is that the the odds are much bigger that a, a female entrepreneur is going to have a successful company successful startup than a, than a male entrepreneur and so to hear that that you know, there's this challenge with funding because of this perception of not being risky. Well, I don't care about risky. I care about success. And yeah. here you are, you get great success. But yet this still this yep. this challenge still exists. That that baffles yep. me.
3: Yeah, well, and you know, it's an interesting point that you bring up, rivers. It's um, so there's you know issues perhaps around startups, uh, perhaps dot dot dot. You right. know, but yep. uh, but also around access to capital to grow. Mm. Uh, so you know, there's everybody. We we hear so much about unicorns and everybody wants to see the hockey stick. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's like well, uh, there's a lot of businesses you know doing very well that aren't uh, following those two. Right, <laughs> that are turtles. You know, pathways. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) You know, slow and steady does win the race, you know. So I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. One of the things that excites me in in that regard um, is an organization that I'm on the board of, which is Futurepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I mention it because what I like you know, what they do in terms of startups is they match mentorship with the money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's that twin approach. And I know at Startup Canada, you have real, um, you know, deep understanding of the importance of mentorship. Mm -hmm. We've got to get people um, making the pathway easier from those who have already been there before. Mm. And to me, that's one of the most effective ways to ensure growth from a startup or even, you know, as you're humming along and, and want to grow further and faster. It's really about turning to experts that have been there before and I'm always um, encouraging entrepreneurs to reach out I think they're surprised at how willing um, people are to actually have that coffee or take their call there's that perception somehow that you know with success become you know comes this uh, inability to relate. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's been wonderful to hear from so many entrepreneurs that say, Hey, you know, I took your advice. I made that call and it was a game changer.
2: Nice. Very nice. Um, I've, this isn't on the script, uh, Mm -hmm. but I am very interested in this from, from your perspective, uh, as a, as again, a mom, as Mm -hmm. a, as a mom entrepreneur, what do you leave it outside the door? When you come home no, or you bring it in and, and not. we're all talking
3: about it. <laughs> Listen, it's, there's no separation of church and state. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. I love it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, we're all in. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'll I'll take you right back to the earliest days. You know, I uh, I've only ever been an entrepreneur. That's my career path, my whole career path. Nice. And my kids have grown up uh, in our various businesses. They've done every kind of thing that um, you know, the the classic kind of family business scenarios. They <laughs> they've done it all, <laughs> and uh, it's an amazing little mini MBA that's going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. they don't. Sometimes they don't even realize the lessons that are being. learned. Uh, learned and you know taught anyways learned hopefully (laughs) around around the kitchen table because um yeah. You know, the thing is, a big change for me has been technology and how that plays out in our lives as mm. entrepreneurs. So, um, you know, on the one hand, we have this opportunity now to be mobile and, and to be on 24-7. And, you know, if somebody needs an answer, we can answer them really quickly. Uh, you know, I started in the days of, um, you know, pre-internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, me too. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, you know, that was a very different when you, you know, in, in terms of my retail stores, when I closed the door, you know, unless somebody called you, um, you know, like you were done, right? So um, and you'd already worked long hours. So, you know, that's an interesting uh, dilemma. And I do think um, it's something that entrepreneurs need to find little ways to take the pressure down. One of the things I do on occasion, is take a little digital holiday, you know, just kind of uh, unplug for a bit. You know, unless it's absolutely urgent, it's amazing how many things can wait a little while.
2: (laughs) What's a bit? (laughs) You know? When you unplug for a bit, what is that?
3: Well, you know what? Uh, So on holidays, for example, like over the Christmas holidays, Mm -hmm. I will, you know, I'll check, but I won't necessarily respond unless there's something that's really urgent. I mean, there are things, you know, if somebody needs my help, they're going to get that. But by and large, I'm talking... Talking about not being continuously responsive, right? And um, you know that twenty four seven on on on. I've gotten really good, and and I think this maybe is because I have been uh, a mom basically the whole time. I've been an entrepreneur as well, uh, because started business, started my family, you know, young, Mm -hmm. and and just uh, dove in. It dove in, yeah. all in, you know, I used to bring my youngest, uh, well, and even my eldest when he was a baby to work, you know, having a baby at work is very humanizing. And I will tell you, you know, there's something about, uh, say, you know, in a meeting, if the baby cries, it's over. Yeah, you know? yeah that's <laughs> The meeting right. is over. Um, but anyways... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've done that, you know.
2: And isn't it interesting on that note, Janice, the how uh, how more accepting um, home has become to coming into the business. So you talk about kids, you talk about pets, you talk about, yeah. hey, look, you know, uh, I've got to go to my son's recital. Off you go. Yeah. It's just right. a wonderful acceptance of the uh, family now being a part of business, not being, oh, well, they can wait.
3: Yeah. And I think too, along those lines that, you know, that notion of bringing your whole self to work. And one of the things I can, you know, remember as a distinct change was, uh, even in my own working life, if, you know, when I worked, part-time going through school, if there was an opportunity to work, um, you know, overtime hours in retail, I was all in. And, you know, uh, so I've learned two things. And I remember the change actually in our retail stores where, and we used to have lots of staff that did that. And then sort of one day it changed and people were saying, oh, well, I can't be all hands on deck because, you know, I play volleyball on Thursday (laughs) nights, you know? And so, and I was of two minds because on the one hand, it's like, yeah, but we need all hands on deck and yet on the other hand I'm like yeah but I need you healthy and happy and um you know having a life in balance so it's um I think it's positive changes I I like where it's going I think um I think overall it's positive. I hear sometimes that people say, you know, millennials are entitled and they're demanding and they're in a hurry. And while that may be true, I have to tell you the ones that I work with, just they blow me away. You know, they're faster, smarter. They're bionic, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm just picking good people. But (laughs) no, I know I'm picking good people. But (laughs) but, uh, it just doesn't
2: ring true for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, been like, my experience. you know, everybody always talks about, oh, if the the younger generation, you right. know. They, and yeah. they talked about us this way. They talked about, you know, it just was yeah. going on forever. So Since I'm with you. Since the
3: days of Aristotle, Yeah, I that's right. Yeah. So, you know,
2: millennials are, are great, uh, a great group of people and uh, yeah. they want they're to They're going to save grow. us
3: all, you know. They are. They are. As long <laughs> as they're entrepreneurs, that's when it's yeah, going to yeah. happen. So true. Well, well and, you know, g- along those lines, I think it's never been easier to be an entrepreneur. I mean, uh, game changer is both technology but the internet you know you have an idea you can put it up there and test it and see what happens and away you go yeah um you know you don't have to be capital intensive and open up a, a store you can just open up a store online and see what happens that's pretty exciting yeah
2: the great equalizer isn't it i love it, is, the internet. Absolutely. I, love it mm-hmm. I love it i love it i love it well, I want to, uh, I want to talk about your journey with CD warehouse and yeah. uh, I, uh, first of all, I, 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 I know you have been through this story before and I really, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's great that you talk about it because there are so many ups and downs and, you know, colossal drops and all that kind of stuff with the entrepreneurial world, but I don't think we talk about those journeys enough. And so mm-hmm. I applaud you for, uh, for one the journey and to mm-hmm. talking about the rise and the and the fall of the of C D wearers. I mean what an iconic company of the yeah. of our times, right? So she yeah. sh- share us. Share with us.
3: Well, you know, I'll correct you on one thing. I don't think we ever had a fall. Okay. We just had an ending. I love it. You know, yep. and, and that, no, but it's a really important distinction because, you know, it, it has to do with how uh, the music industry changed mm-hmm. and changed so quickly. And, you know, I want to be clear, it didn't come as a surprise to us. We knew that. We were consistently talking about, wh- you know, what's the end and what's the end look like. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, you know, one of the things that's really nice is our general manager, has gone on to open up a store so you know many of our values and ideas and and staff etc live on in a smaller version nice. called yeah called odds and sods and they're just doing so well What's it's that? amazing it's a store it's a it's a music store that sells CDs and you know DVDs and vinyl and so just sort of a smaller version cool. of what CD warehouse was but of course we opened in 1991 those were the glory days mm-hmm. of of music and it'll amuse you to know that people said uh, when we open, wait, you're not gonna sell cassettes? (laughs) That seems so, that seems so rebellious and forward thinking, right? So it kind of gives you in terms of context how long ago that was. And it makes me laugh, you know, because I think we were two generation X kids just sort of giving our try at the music industry and And yeah, we buckled in and it was a wild, fabulous ride. And I'm really proud of it. It was 24 years and uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And people often say to me, you know, what was the key to the success of that company? And to me, it's really simple. It was always and continues to be about the people. You know, if you hire phenomenal people, you're, that's it. Mm -hmm. You're winning. Mm -hmm. You know, you are winning against everybody else. And people, the the people part of it, um, that it is the secret. And and here's the thing, a lot of the times um, I would have colleagues or, you know, just folks in general say, I don't understand why somebody is having to go through three interviews for a part-time job, you know, <laughs> and, you know, have to meet me and, you know, my partner sometimes, but, you know, always the um, the manager and who they'd work with, but also they were evaluated right at um, you know right at the counter either when they called in or when they dropped off the resume because of course you know in those early days at least you couldn't email your resume you had to physically come in and drop it off and and here's the thing you know uh, you learn a lot it. about people when they don't think they're being evaluated yes. right so you see the true person so you know if somebody's going to be snarky to you know the wait staff so to speak uh-huh. uh, I don't see you changing a lot once you get the job so you know you know, we had a lot of power in the hands of our own staff who would, who were that first line of defense. If if they wrote no on it, it, it was like, just throw it out then. You're like, that doesn't move up the pile. You know, nobody's going to judge you on that. You know what good is. You know what great is. Um, so, you know, talk about a streamlined process and empowering your people. Absolutely. If somebody is... Um, if somebody's awesome, they're putting a gold star and saying top of the pile, <laughs> you know, and that, and those were the people we wanted to always have you know work in our stores and to this day even you know it's funny sometimes I'll uh, run into people and they say hey I went to your store it's not open anymore you know I was thinking about your people and so you know the brand lives on nice. um and and it really and what's the secret it's about the people and you know we had a lot of fun we had a great jingle cd warehouse you know heard me? Kind you of, sing that cd me? warehouse nice. you know kind of wormed in yeah. people's mind <laughs> you know one of those things that there was they couldn't couldn't get it out of their head and we did a lot of innovative things too sure. and you know uh, obviously innovation is important and so those are the things I'm really proud of um and you know if you look at in terms of long tail like you know you could see what was coming sure. but that doesn't mean you know and even today why if I think about you know Mike's store why is it still doing well and, and why is vinyl selling um you know, why are people still buying? Because, Hey, a lot of people still have a CD player in their car. Mm -hmm. Okay. Plain and simple. So they're still buying music. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't find, you know, even though we have, Oh, we have everything online. Sometimes we don't. I mean, you know, people go, I can't find this anywhere. And so they want to get that old used copy. And it's funny, you know, have these little jigs being danced in the aisles of each of our stores. When somebody would find that (laughs) long lost thing they were in search of. Oh, Oh, best feeling oh you know? uh, that's
2: wonderful yeah
3: a lot of laughs well
2: and and that's uh, you know that's great that you your, your memories are are good and, and you're right the industry's just changed talk about a pivot you um, know I mean in my home I still have a little stereo system with a CD player in it and of course I still have I don't know if you have it in your home but there's still that DVD player yeah, that you can still right? plug in those DVDs Yeah, and we don't get right. rid of them and, uh, and we don't and
3: vinyl is a huge resurgence incredible too. absolutely yeah. So mm-hmm. never say never.
2: Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's kind of talk a bit on, uh, I know we've been talking business, but more businesses mm-hmm. is related specifically to you and your great journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you believe in, in a business plan or do you believe in a lean canvas? So, you know,
3: I'm of two minds, funny enough. Um, I think that a business plan is great because it forces you to stop and think about, hey, where are we going and what does it look like? I, I love having a plan, like personally, I love a plan. You know, where am I going? Where where do we want to get to? How do we do that? That having been said, in my experience anyways, the market tells you um, where you need to go as well. So, you know, in a simple example would be that, you know, DVDs, uh, CDs, pardon me, very competitive in terms of price, certainly the hottest hits. And we skewed very heavily male in terms of our customers. So what would happen, Rivers, is they would come in and and maybe you're in this camp too, I don't know, you know, (laughs) Valentine's Day or a birthday, and they're racing in, you know, against the clock, (laughs) Or Christmas, (laughs) you know. So, what does this mean? So, therefore, we started to carry greeting cards. We started to carry. um, Nice you know all the uh, associated accoutrement that would yeah. you know allow you to give graciously as you slow down and pick thoughtlessly <laughs> you know and wait um, a minute, <laughs>
2: wait a minute that's Listen, it. We're, we're very <laughs> I, I, thoughtful in that approach
3: yeah <laughs> in, in your 5 minutes anyway. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah you're bringing a gift exactly <laughs> so <laughs> so you know we um You know, so there, there's a perfect example that was not in the original business plan that said, um, you know, we're a music store. But we started to realize, hey, there's a lot of opportunity here. And then from there, we would then test other, you know, associated products um, and had a lot of fun with it because the one thing that we did have was trust of our customers. So if we said this is a fun thing, they would buy it. I remember we had this book and it would said, everything men know about women, and it sold for $5. Mm-hmm. And it was, i you can probably guess, you know, filled with empty pages. Of course. Right? Yep. And it was stacked up. And we just bought it as a gag because we thought it would be hilarious. We sold thousands and thousands for years you know it never got old because the guys and kept so,
2: thinking that there was another volume yeah uh, maybe I don't know
3: you know but it was like a fun gag sure. gift so that would be a perfect example of you know and maybe uh smarter people would say oh yeah well we thought of that but you know in our case we start off purely music and then you know the market told us things and we said, "Oh, all right. Let's let's super serve our customer and what that means is making their life easier. Why would we send them down the street to a card shop? Mm, that, we don't need to. You know, we you know, we will give them everything they need right here. Similarly, we had um, you know, drink like soda and water and whatever. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Fun candy, chocolate bars. It was just I know that seems like a simplistic example, but it's amazing no, actually it's how much of that falls to the bottom line. But but here's the thing too: the the key driver in that was how do we super serve our customer, uh-huh. and that's a powerful you know question to ask. And they'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> they'll tell you what they need. Now you know in every case are they right i don't know but i'm telling you in, in our case when we were listening carefully um, you know the the results spoke for themselves
2: yeah i i don't know why i'm thinking about this when you say it but i remember seeing a, a speech uh, at a workshop or by uh, i think david cooper Right. And uh, his family was the Cooper hockey people. And then he. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they okay. got into furniture and so on. Mm-hmm. And the and simple little thing they did was no, no, it was either women's clothing or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. but they set up. Lazy boy chairs with TVs for the guys to hang out on right. and just I mean just a subtle subtle thing but mm-hmm. it just sales went through the roof just that subtle thing yeah. because there was no pressures by the ladies who were buying the stuff and they could just take their time yeah. guys were happy yeah. having naps so yeah exactly yeah,
3: simple stuff. you know so now if it was me what I would do is sell those TVs to them and the lazy boys at the go. same yeah. time <laughs> that's a
2: missed opportunity it's kind of like if you <laughs> (laughs) break it you bought it now if you if you send it no or just
3: no not that way more like isn't that the best chair you yeah. ever sat in, you know? And it probably is if it's a Saturday and you're allowed to lie down in public, you know, while your wife is shopping. Yeah, you're buying that thing, well, you
2: know? Well, look, anyway. this is t- ties in very nicely to my next question. All right. You're a marketing guru, obviously yeah. up and down. And uh, it's very, very cool that we've just had this certain conversation about yeah. listening to your customer and responding to their needs and so on. Um, but let's get back to some basics because there's a lot of okay. startups in this uh, on this podcast listening today yeah can you give us the top three tips on marketing Mm. for entrepreneurs from uh, from Janice
3: hmm all right uh well for one I think uh it's really important to be authentic and I know that's an overused word right now, but you've got to figure out, you know, what do you stand for as a company? Whatever that business is, what is it that you actually stand for? You know, you're going to die, uh, die on that mountain based on this these few things. Because when you get really clear about what that is, you can convey that really effectively to your whole team, everybody, but equally your customer. And so, you know, clarity around that is it's a brand dominance opportunity, really, you know, because it's the kind of thing that'll make people drive to you as opposed to down the street. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It sure in, does in make the, sense. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, um. I, again, I you know, if I use... Uh, a CD warehouse example, it was very much about having a pleasant experience. People would come in and know that they were going to get treated really nicely and they were going to be greatly appreciated for their business. Now, you know, that's so obvious, right? It's so obvious. But... Isn't it surprising how many times we go places and spend our hard-earned money and have a miserable experience?
2: You have touched on a consistent theme when I'm talking about customer service. I could, I could go to Tim Horton's headquarters and I could share a simple tip that would just catapult mm-hmm. their customer service mm-hmm. ratings from 0 to 10. And it's mm-hmm. called thank you. That's mm-hmm. all it right. is. You give right. them the you. They give you the coffee. You give them the money, and you say thank you. <laughs> right, it's crazy. Right. But you're right. It is it's crazy. Just, it's nothing and, there
3: and so you know that values piece is so important. I remember we would tell our staff really simply. You know, and and this is hourly staff. Not you know they are not on the road to riches from working in a retail store. It is hard, hard work. I know, I did it (laughs) for a long time. and um, But we would say to them, hey, if somebody's giving you a hard time, this is on the customer side, Mm -hmm. okay?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: It was very simple. You are not you know you do not have to do anything but please them and our our the big joke was always you know and make sure that they go somewhere else and then freak out mm-hmm. You know, I know that sounds funny, but you know, if you would tell your staff, like we got your back, you just, you know, if they're being really difficult, hey, make that decision, give them what they want, and send them on their way. Because now, you know, when maybe they go to law, yeah, they you, want go where nuts. you want them to go. <laughs> you know, go somewhere else yeah. because it, you're not going to have uh, an unpleasant experience here. No, and, that's awesome. Uh, right so mm-hmm. you know from people always think about marketing on a social media side and you know all of that external i would say get your house in order really on the internal side mm, first you know it. what do you do your people know what you stand for are you guys all aligned um, really really do they know like hey if if customer service is paramount what does that actually mean you know that's cuz I think, Rivers, you know, we would agree there's a lot of people that think they're giving good customer service, mm-hmm. you know, by just opening the door right, and right. letting you in. You know, it's like, mm. um, I, I mean, if you have to, uh, well... Perfect example. We had red hot service on on the back of, you know, the staff uniform sweatshirts or, you know, how can I help? You know, like, how can I help? I want to help you. Right. Sometimes people would say like, yeah, just leave me. I'll come find you. Perfect. (laughs) But you know, I'm here. Right,
2: right, right. (laughs) You
3: know, similarly, I would say to you, you know, in in a... a more updated example with This Space Works, you know, we are having so much success because we are all about that customer. And it's like, just come to us. We're going to take care of you. We know what you want. We're going to make it really nice and pleasant for you. And you know I know that again sounds so simple that people are like no I want hard tips (laughs) but (laughs) the simple realities are what really can be your competitive advantage yeah Um, well when you you think about
2: that you think about that dating uh, process that we all go through at some level it it typically starts off without having anything but ourselves to give to the other person Mm -hmm. to attract them to hang out with us and that's uh, that's uh, the simplicity of what you're saying. Don't forget about the user experience. That's what it's all about.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, along those lines, if you imagine, if you get that stuff, right, what are you doing? You're building this loyal, base of customers that will pick you over the competition uh-huh. that will drive out of their way because they love you and they and there's certainty to the experience uh-huh. too right they, they know they're going to get uh, a pleasant experience you know what they're looking for or if you know in our case if we didn't have it hey don't worry we're going to get it for you yeah. and we'll keep you posted you know so okay so that's the first thing so you're getting really that brand that protective factor to your brand but then you're also getting you know people who will amplify your brand now that That's the ideal. They're doing that for you. Hey, I went in there. They were awesome. Or pardon me. I shopped online and this, you know, we know Zappos is the the king of that, Uh right? They figured that out beautifully. They did. But there's many examples of companies that have that right. And, uh, you know, isn't that what we all want? I want somebody to be saying nice things about my company for me because I can't be everywhere, mm-hmm. e- e- you know, even with online, we can't do it all. Um, and here's the other thing too, um, it's around connections. And again, I think giving is really important. So, you know, whatever it is, so whether it's giving good service or a lot of the times on social media, what are the things that grade us? Somebody who is, you know, this is perfect on LinkedIn, for example, someone to request a link, You accept it right away. They're selling to you, Mm. you know, and you're like, Mm. "Mm, shouldn't, how about high first? (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe that sounds old fashioned. No, it's not old fashioned.
2: No, it's not old fashioned Some of those things don't go out of fashion. Nobody Nobody likes likes that. But what's wild is that people think that that's how it should happen. It, yeah, and, and yeah. yet, and yet, they don't like it when it's done to them. So it's uh, no, yeah, it's all. It's about, about the- thinking about the other, yep. and it's about
3: giving, and and that goes back to you know where we started around that quote of helping other people. You rise when you help other people, mm-hmm. you know, because you're in their mind. Because and you don't give to get. You're giving because you have something to give. Mm-hmm. The getting, you know, comes, and it often is not from that other person. Mm-hmm. But I've had so many examples of you know just somebody. Out of the blue, you know, the phone rings and you think, oh, isn't that nice? That's a great opportunity for my company mm-hmm. or, you know, a new client, whatever that case may be, new customer. And it's because uh, somebody else was, you know, sharing sharing the love for me yeah. that's powerful
2: it is powerful like, I, and, and look I'm going to be uh, totally transparent on that it's one of the reasons that I'm here uh, talking to you today and having the really fortunate ability to be the, the host of this great show and mm-hmm. it's, there's a whole team behind it but just mm-hmm. hang out give because I love to give love to mm-hmm. connect and uh, and mm-hmm. it does come back to you with opportunities uh, if, if it's sincere that's the other thing well that's, that's the
3: authenticity yeah. we talked about yeah. sincerity It. I mean otherwise it doesn't ring true and people feel that Mm -hmm. you know maybe they don't feel it immediately but they do feel it you know we know when it's just not quite right don't we we
2: sure do we sure do but the last word to you is Mm -hmm. about uh powerful women leaders Mm -hmm. okay Okay. and you get 60 seconds Mm -hmm. to tell this national audience (laughs) (laughs) what do you believe are the key characteristics of powerful women leaders
3: Hmm. 60 seconds. Okay. (laughs) Um, hmm. I think it's the same as powerful male leaders. I think uh, that it's about creating leaders that... You know, follow along with you. It's not about so much as, yeah, you have to lead, but you have to also really inspire. For me, when I think of what an exciting leader is, it's somebody who inspires me to think about what's possible, what we might be able to achieve, and then excite everybody to move in that direction and make that reality happen.
2: Wow. I love it, yeah, because it uh, it it really shouldn't be about gender separation. Ultimately, it should be all about leadership, and uh, we all have those qualities to make that happen if we want to make that happen. So, Janice
3: and you know, sorry? Rivers, if I, if I may, I'll just no, add. Oh, sorry, one we're comment. done. Click. Oh, we are? <laughs>
2: I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: I was just gonna, you're funny. I was just going to say that uh, I've had the benefit of so many tremendous male mentors yes. in my career. And uh, so, you know, again, I urge all the folks listening, just pick up the phone, send the email, get over your fear. Yeah. <laughs> and if if you get a no, that's just, you know, no for not now, yeah. you know, and keep going down the list. Because that really is key to your success is having a strong network of people that you can tap into. 100%.
2: Well, Janice McDonald, co-founder of This Space Works and the Beaking Agency, it's been a real pleasure. I, I and they, Ladies and gentlemen, there was literally 20 questions we had to ask <laughs> of this great woman. And and uh, unfortunately, we just don't have the time to do it. But we're going to do a second show for sure, because uh, I want to continue to hear this story about This Space Works and, uh, and how your entrepreneurial kids are doing and all that kind of jazz stuff too. <laughs> okay. So it should be good. Thank lots you. Lots to talk about. Yeah, lots Thank to you. talk about. We'll keep the conversation happening. and. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every canadian want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content well then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular online training events startup chats and startup school visit startupcan.ca forward slash events for more details and my name is rivers corbett i'm your host as always i invite you to follow me on twitter at rivers corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. And also, I'm pleased to introduce my newest business venture, Coaching by Rockstars. That's www.coachingbyrockstars.com, where I am building an amazing team of business coaches to help entrepreneurs around the planet. If you've got an interest in that, come. Come and check us out. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. So is that what you did with Oprah? You're on her show, kind of hanging out, having wine, beer, whatever. And as you said, hey, Oprah, I'm going to follow you on Twitter. How'd that one happen?
1: Oh, my goodness. I wish I could say I was on Oprah's <laughs> show while it was still on the air. No, this was a funny one, actually. And, and speaking about getting how do you get more followers on Twitter, get a celebrity to retweet you and then the follows come flood again. Although I have to say they're from kind of weird stalker followers, not from people you'd actually want <laughs> following you. But um, no, it was funny. So I'm a big fan of Oprah. I admire her as an entrepreneur, as a female leader. And let's face it, I just loved her show and read her magazine. So when she was coming to Canada, she was launching her own network in Canada. And I just tweeted something uh, to, along the lines of, you know, own launches in Canada today. Everybody gets own, kind of like the everybody gets a car. Yeah. Um, so they. just tweet was actually kind of mocking Oprah, but she deleted that part of it and retweeted it and immediately it was one of those things where I was staring at my Twitter feed and all of a sudden it just started refreshing and refreshing and there was a million comments and a million followers and I'm like, oh my God, what happened? And uh, and then I proceeded to stop working, called my mom, called every single one of my friends and then just watched my Twitter feed for about 24 hours.
0: What a cool thing.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was really surreal to have happen and I know it sounds ridiculous to be say, oh, I was retweeted by Oprah. But I have to believe at this point that she actually did her Twitter herself. So I think I can call her a friend now, maybe? Sure
2: you can. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And speaking of,
1: speaking of entrepreneurialism, I actually emailed her and told her she should hire me to run Own Canada, but she never emailed me back. That's so I guess rude. we're not that close friends. Well, that's
2: just freaking rude.
1: I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wait till she really needs you, Erin, and you say no, Oprah. Exactly. That's you had what,
1: your chance, Oprah. You
2: had your chance, Oprah. Oh, <laughs>